You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another edition of Word Bros. I don't even know what episode we're on, but it's a lot of episodes. We're getting close to 200. I mean, that's a lot of episodes. Like 174 or something like that. I don't know. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We're not. We're not bad. We've had a good run. We've had a good run. Uh, Jason. Uh, uh, Jason McNamara. He, speaking of good runs, Jason McNamara is on a damn good run. He's got a really tight looking book out right now called Past Tense with Dark Horse Comics. We're really excited about that. We're really excited about him. Jason's a really good dude. Um. Very excited to have him on the show. I haven't talked to Jason in quite some time, so it's going to be fun. He's a great guy. He is. He you really know. is. He really And you're going to love him and the book. You will. So check it out. The thing about having long hair is when my hair was really long, I got it in a ponytail and it looked mm-hmm. like I pulled it back and I had the ponytail, but then it was just kind of like, what now? You know what I mean? Like you hit that milestone and you're either cutting it or you're, you're waiting to get like Willie Nelson, the whole braid thing in the back, you know? <laughs> no, my shower drain says no. Like every couple of days I'm just pulling a fucking monster out of that. Picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you yeah. look great. You look great with long hair. I I got over it. I, I got to a point where I was like, I'm done with it. Like I was, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was, and then I was just like, I'm good. And then I just cut it because again, it was just it was in a ponytail all the time. So it's what's the point of having long hair if it's just if you're just gonna look like you have short hair all the time, right? Right? I like I never wore it down. I always had it in a ponytail. So it was just like I just look like I have my hair slicked back. I might as well just fucking cut it. So I cut it. It's like money in the bank. People know that you're fucking rich when they see you. Like That's he's true. got a fucking ponytail. <laughs> that guy's got a full head of fucking hair. He's rich Ooh. in hair. In hair. Hair That's rich. Hair, he's rich hair and friends hair. rich. Yeah. 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 I got friends yeah. and I, I got friends in hair, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, with friends like you guys, who needs hair? It's true. I mean, you're looking swole. You're looking good. I'm happy well, for you. You go yeah. to the gym. Uh, I go to the gym, yeah. I sprinkle a little steroids in my uh, my whiskey, my little my Manhattan. A little protein in my Manhattan. There you go. You drink out your fucking whey protein. <laughs> this is. Are you on Instagram? You should do like Instagram videos about like your protein filled booze. I think. And like, and then, yeah, doing comic books like just yeah, like, wasted on protein and type comic books. Yeah, it's like I drinking my. <laughs> hey, do you want to drink the most protein pack whiskey sour imaginable? <laughs> Do you want the ugliest turds you've ever seen? <laughs> Follow me for drink, fitness advice. Drink a McNamara. An old today. fashioned. You put it, mix it old fashioned and put in a scoop of your favorite protein. No cherry though, because that's carbs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad life here in Portland. Things are okay. And, you know, as you get older, you worry about your body breaking or not being there anymore. Yeah. 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 And also, I'll look at pictures of me like when I was like tw- in my twenties, and I look so gross. I feel like I'm always getting revenge on that guy. <laughs> but the thing is, I'd rather, and this is just me as somebody who does, I'd rather look better at 
45 than 25. Yeah. Because everybody looks good at 25. More or less. Yeah. You know, like after, most. After a beer, sure. Yeah, everybody looks good at 25. <laughs> at 45, it's tough, baby. It's hard. Yeah. Dude, you people know? at the gym, yeah, it's true. It's true. I see people and I meet them and they're like, we're the same age. I'm like, you look like fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just like I'm shocked, and then I look in the mirror and go, "No, I got some, I got some lines on my face." But you look good though. You're you're a good looking old man. <laughs> I'll be I mean, 48 like, on Thursday. Could, you could pass right. for like 35, right? Like no, no? put some filters on there. No, <laughs> dude, I've got the eyes of like a war orphan. Like, <laughs> people come out of the fucking Holocaust with less hollowed out eyes than I got. So I don't know. You look good to me though. Maybe it's wow. the lighting. He, he always has good lighting. I think that's I think that's part of his his a charm. McNamara it's, like there's this lighting on. It's a mood sit, lighting. And you're sitting on a very high chair because I know you're not that tall. I'm five nine, and I had to tell the truth. I just went and got a new license today. Nice five so, nine, man. I always wanted to be five ten. That seems like such a good fucking number, man. I'll never yeah, reach I, it. I'm I'm five eleven, so it's worse. You because, bitch. Because you're, you're not quite six foot tall, but you're not you're not like you're still taller than everybody else. Most people like I'm not taller than Bobby. He's a tall son of a gun. How tall are you, Bobby? That's a tall drink uh, of water. Six three, motherfucker. God damn. Yeah, because when because when we go to college, I got it all. Like, I got. Oh, I thought I got, you'd be taller. And I'm like, that's because I'm standing next to him, and I'm built like a square, and that dude's built like a rectangle. I got movie star good looks. I got the height. <laughs> I got the voice. I got the. Vo- I got it. If I could just write comics, I'd be so good. <laughs> Dude, I'd you'd have the trifecta. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Because you could take Clooney, a class from Jason. I could, I could take. I was hanging out with George Clooney, and he was like, "I've got everything but the comic writing skills." Well, and well. I was like, "Sorry, Georgie, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a nat- it's a natural thing. You got it or you don't." Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> we don't. We haven't spoken in a very long time, Jason. You've been a very busy. You've been a very busy boy. Haven't I? I don't feel that. I feel like I've been lazy and useless and awful. I just think that's. That's just that's your, just comics. I but I, is it also way, some of that comics. just your natural setting? I guess I'm kind of a curmudgeon. You know, <laughs> I, I think you're really a curmudgeon because it's funny every time I tell you you're a gem, you're you're like I've been called worse. It's like what? you're a great person. Yeah, if, if you if, if you ever if you want cool. if you ever want depressing text messages, just tell Jason Copeland you love. Him. Like send him a text message, and be like. I love you, buddy. And then it just comes in waves. <laughs> I'm a fucking nobody loves me. I'm a fucking piece of shit. I think I have my phone in front of me right now. So, so I think your go-to is somebody's gotta or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard to take a compliment. You're always pushing yourself and you're always on more and you always want to do better with your brain, right? Like that's the one thing that we can control is like how we actualize our talent. Are you respecting your talent? Uh-huh. Right. You can't control the weather, the world, the industry, like all that shit is just who cares? It's just it's like trying to control the weather. But you and how you approach your work and how much and how you respect your talent means a lot to me. Because I've seen so many people with more talent than I can believe piss it all away because they just didn't want to play a game or they didn't want to make any concession. Or they were drunk or you know, or X, Y, and Z. And I just think all that talent, all those books, all those worlds they could have made just gets pissed away. And then what do you have? Yeah. You, you don't have any books it's very, and, it's very, and, it's very... and yeah. that's, that's that's the worst part of it there. yeah so it's not the fame or the fortune all that shit like when you're young you're like i want to make money and i want everyone to like me i don't want that shit anymore you know what <laughs> I, mean? I really I mean, don't mo- money would be nice 
I, I, Dude, I, I sent Kevin a snapshot of my bank account. He today. did. He did. What, what was the total of both my accounts? Hold on, I can tell you. Oh, no, I'll, I'll tell you. It was, it was it was under five dollars. <laughs> it was. That's true. It was, and I just got paid. No lies detected. No well, lies I mean, detected. Is, you have a beautiful home. You have um, a dog. <laughs> you have a dog that's digging into a very beautiful couch. Uh, my wife and her girlfriend have a beautiful home. <laughs> and <laughs> they built a cottage next door for me, and I'm going to move into that next week. Oh, so that's happening next week because last time we talked, that was in the works, but now it's works, yeah. now it's a reality. It takes forever to get anything built in Portland. Okay, oh, well, I think it takes any for anything at all now, just because supply chain and I mean, fuck, how long does it take to get comics from China? It takes fucking forever with the printers and tried. shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find out soon with Ghost Band, but yeah. So they finally finished building that house. I'll be out of this place in a week, and then I'll have my little dream cottage with my little stinker over there. Oh, and uh, yeah, you know we're just we're just very Portland about the whole thing. That's good, man. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we're recording. Are we on, are we on the podcast now? Yeah, we're, we've been recording the whole time. We're podcasting. We are. That's the thing. Mm. Like it's just so natural. I it said recording in progress so yeah we've been recording the whole time because i don't read fine print man everything well you don't even have to you just have to listen and that's your problem you don't fucking listen because you're all worried about you're all worried about you and how good looking you are (laughs) that's all i think about i gotta like extra condition my hair for kevin and bob yes i mean it looks really good though yeah it's a wig it came from a horse in jersey <laughs> so how long are you gonna have it? Like how long have you decided to keep the red locks? Like is it you know, gonna be all my <laughs> life I had short hair. I kept it really short and I looked like a bisexual cop like forever. <laughs> and then finally when COVID happened, I was like gonna cut my own hair and I let it go. And I was like, you know what? I'll make never have this opportunity again. That's what I did. You know, guys in my family, we like around 50, they it just thins out too much. So, you know, in a year from now, I might just do the Bruce Willis and that'll be it. So this is like my last hurrah. Well, it looks really handsome. I mean, Thanks, and, and you're lucky because my dad was a redhead when he was young and his hair went completely white, like white, white. Yeah. Uh, but not, uh, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't know when he was younger, but I mean, for my entire life, I would just remember my dad having white hair. So. Like Steve Martin? Yeah, Steve Martin white, yeah. My dad had well, uh, if you hair. use the service provided in past tense, you can you can send a camera back through time and see your dad as a young man. Now, what oh, is that's this? A, like a, that's, now, a, that's a time. What are you <laughs> talking about? That's called a segue. I have that's no idea what past tense is, Jason. Why don't you do our listeners a favor and explain what the hell you're talking about? Yes. Well, past tense is a uh, neo-noir thriller. And I describe it as Facebook memories meets the Zodiac killer. Ooh, that's fun. That's a good, that's a good, good log line. I like wow. that. Wow. How long yeah, did it take you to come up with that? Years. 20 years. <laughs> uh, so we follow Ashley. She's a tour guide at this company called Past Tense. And what they do is they send camera drones into the past to see history uh, as it actually happened. And of course, the service is used to look at the most depraved events you could possibly find in history. Of course. Yeah. So Ashley discovers uh, Silas Green, an unknown serial killer working in the past. And she begins hosting exclusive tours of his murders. The only problem, Silas is still alive in the present as a very old man. And when he learns of this newfound infamy, he's inspired to come out of retirement to make Ashley his final victim now 
and forever. You're fucking reading this, aren't you? You're re- <laughs> you are you reading to. this? I have to. I wrote it down. No, I, <laughs> I have to. When I uh, you ask me a question, and I will spend 20 minutes going, um, uh, oof, gosh. Uh, you know, these things aren't at the top of my brain. I don't work that way. But I'll tell you what, though. That was really well written. It was. Yeah. You're a writer, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> I dabble. I dabble. It's, but it is, it's very difficult sometimes to get your thoughts on an entire, how long is uh, past tense? What are we looking at? It's 100 at? pages. It's 100 pages. So it's very difficult to get your point across over 100 pages into two paragraphs. Like sometimes that's the hardest part of pitching is like, yes. how do I scale this thing down from 120 pages into a paragraph. Well, here's what I'll say. That paragraph does not have to tell the exact truth. <laughs> it just has to be compelling and get someone to like be interested in the book. Ah, listen to you. Okay. Right. We're not journalists. No one's going to come back to the New York Times and be like, well, this didn't actually happen at the end or this wasn't quite what happened. See, but yeah. I would be, uh, see, you say that, but like uh, my fear of something like that would be if you send that to an editor and they like it, and they go, okay, we're doing this. And then you don't do what's in that paragraph. They're going to go, well, what the fuck are we doing here? This is nothing like the thing we greenlit. It is the thing we greenlit. It's just, I changed things around a little bit to make it more uh, acceptable to an audience. When you're dealing with something that's like futuristic and it's got time travel and it's got all these other things going on, it can be really hard to digest. So I probably wrote this many, many, many times. Okay. And I, I, uh, put it in front of my editor a couple of times. I gave him options like Alan Cart. Do you like column A? Do you like column B? Do you like column C? Like an eye test? <laughs> yeah. So, it, well, it's more like a, um, if you've ever done one of those, they pull you out of the mall and they ask you to like taste a brand or something. They give you different options. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's what it's like. I forget what it's called. But uh, so anyway, yeah, yeah, we workshop. This is like, and to your point, this, the solicitation copy of the copy on the back of the book is the most important writing in the entire thing yeah, because it gets totally. you to hit hit purchase. It gets yeah. you to go to the store and buy it. Yeah. So nothing in the story will conflict with that, but it's not quite, some things in there are not quite right. I'd say it's 80% true, <laughs> 80% factual. And some things I had to condense and just give a high level of to get it through. Yeah. Um, well, cause I mean, I think you are right. And I think you're one of the first guests that have ever said that the, the writing on the back of the book is the most important. And that cover image of that first issue, it's everything, right? right? Like if you don't nail that first cover and you don't nail that that solicitation, you're fucked. Yeah, if you are looking for an Edwardian romance when you walk into the store and you see my cover, you're not going to pick it up. Like the yeah. cover has to tell you the genre, the tone, how to feel about the piece is more important than what's actually inside. Covers yeah. can lie. Covers should lie. Covers are marketing. No, no, totally. Covers need yeah. to lie. And I think like, I, I, I think comics has gotten away from that in some extent, you know? I come from a design point of view. Like, can you look at this across the room? And also if it's reduced in the catalog, Diamond's catalog, does it still read? Can you get the idea? Because, you know, people don't read. Retailers don't have time to read a 600-page catalog every month. Yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. They want to look at the cover and go, tonally, I get that. Yeah. Uh, so tonally, everything is, is consistent once you open the book and read it. But uh, but also, the book is really about 
technology and how we lose with every technological advancement we're losing so much privacy and how that can be perverted uh, i sort of took the idea of like looking up an x on facebook right or like googling someone and just blowing that to the ninth degree where now we're going to send a camera back through time yeah uh, and we're just going to follow them around so now you have no privacy someone 50 years in the future can be watching you pick your nose at a stoplight <laughs> right. So Leonard Cohen had this quote or not quote, but a song lyric in, uh, where he says the rich have got their televisions in the bedrooms of the poor. And I just always like the idea that we can be entertainment for someone sometime else. Somewhere yeah, else. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ashley, so I wanted to do also like, because when you get into futuristic stuff, it can feel really out of touch with where we are today. Right. It can feel sort of cold and aloof. Like we have no relation to that material. Yeah. So actually, this book takes place not too far, like I said, 2038 or 2039. So when she looks into the past, she's uh -huh. looking at times that you and I have lived through. Okay, so there's like cool. a co connection there to readers. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's all 100 years in the future, it's just the fucking Jetsons. Yeah, it turns into Star Trek and you're like, this yeah, is, with this a slasher. Real. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel you. What were you going to ask me? Do you think we'll actually get that far as a civilization? I have no hope for the human race at all. <laughs> I, I, I you knew you were going to get that answer. You knew that that's how. I, I mean, if you want to break it down, I mean, we are germs on a piece of dirt flying around a sun that's about to fucking explode. <laughs> so, like, I don't have kids. I know you guys have kids. I don't. Like, it, this, the whole thing could blow up tomorrow, and I would just pour myself a drink and watch it burn. <laughs> So with, mean, protein, you know, with protein in it. To be fair, <laughs> you're going to do that anyway. I mean, like, that's, that's a that's a normal magnum era. Like that's a Tuesday for Jason. You know why? I, yeah, you know why I'll never write <laughs> Superman because my my issue with Superman will be two pages long. Superman wakes up, he takes the sun, he takes the Earth, and then he pushes it towards the sun. And the second page is a splash page of Earth just exploding on the face of the sun. And Superman smiling. The yes. end. I, have no one, I don't have check. to save anyone. I have. I don't have to save anyone anymore. You see one caption box. Never but... do that. He's the best of us. He's the I... best of us, Jason McNamara. I'm somewhere lower on the scale. <laughs> Maybe that's that's the McNamara I know and love right there. Jason Ooh, McNamara, baby. He's, he's Booster Gold. He's gonna go into the future, steal a suit to be a superhero, only to get like the the brands and stuff on the jacket, so he could get some money. In his bank account, I'd be, I'd be I have more affinity for like the, the Punisher, uh, <laughs> but I, I would shoot jaywalkers and people that don't use their turn signal. <laughs> so I probably won't get that riding gig either. <laughs> so what you're saying is absolute power corrupts absolutely for J Jason yeah. McNamara. <laughs> I am absolutely powerless and totally corrupt. <laughs> I am judge, jury, and executioner of traffic court. Jason McNamara, Punisher. Uh, I can't help but notice you did not use your turn signal twice on the highway. Uh, blam, blam, blam. <laughs> I don't know. Now, how did you get such a negative outlook on your existence, Jason Copeland? How did that I was happen? just paying attention, man. Jason, uh, just paying attention. <laughs> just Jason paying attention. <laughs> Wow, that's, uh, that's you know. <laughs> if you really participate in stuff, it'll just wear you out. So I just sort of sidestepped a long time ago and decided these are things that bring stress into my life. So I'm not reading the news. I'm not reading the paper. I'm going to be good to the people in my life, and everything else is beyond my control. You know. No, that's a really good attitude to have, you know. Is you it? Can, I mean, <laughs> the fact that you cannot control what's in your control, hell yeah, yeah, that's a great attitude to have. I tell my kids that all the time. Like, you can't worry about something that's 
you can't control. You can just control what you can control, and that's you. And that's your reaction and how you, to it, yeah. And how you react in situations. Right. Right. And, and are you proud of yourself? That's really all you can do is like, am I behaving in a way that I think is me? Yeah. Am I going to look back on this behavior and regret it? Because, you know, at a certain point, like, regret is this a part of your food pyramid? You look back at things that you've done, and you're like, oh, man, I was not my best self then. Will you look back and regret things, Jason? Um, I will regret uh, opportunities that I, I let slip away because I was just distracted and stuff like that. I wasn't focused. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a very good that's answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Because there, there, there could have been more. I could have had more books. I could have done, I could have made more things. I could have told more stories. You know, the money thing, who gives a shit? We're all going to die poor, you know? <laughs> I should be more concerned about money, but I'm not. It's just not a big uh, metric of success for me. Like, are it's, you? It's not a metric of success for me either, but money is important because there's there's a sense of security in it, and it gives me a little bit more freedom to kind of do what I want to do. Like the only reason why I feel like I'm able to write comics and have the job I have at my kid's school, where I make basically no money, is because my wife does so well, and that allows me the freedom to try things. You know what I mean? So right. like, it's kind of one of those. But it's a partnership. Like you do yeah. things in your relationship with your family. Like you guys are like a, a unit. You know, it's not. I, I think a, a good a good way to run a relationship is you don't score keep. You don't no, say one hundred percent. So you must yeah. do this, or I make this, so you should make that. Yeah. Like you, like unconditional love and support is fucking priceless. No, it really is. Hmm. And trust me, I've tried using that as a write off. <laughs> that that should be a tweet though you know that should be your tweet uh, you guys are really good at the social media i get really stiff <laughs> at tweeting and stuff like that i just feel like it's it's such a weird uh, just just be, just not be yourself like you're i know out. i just i joke i joke when you guys told me i didn't know we were recording i wouldn't have been so natural oh, it's a funny that, thing man that happens all the time and yeah. it really does it happens but the all weird the time. part is you're always so like ready to chit chat and charismatic mm -hmm. and 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 you're very good at what you do. You're you're very engaging. You're very fun. Uh, you're one of our favorite guests. You're one of our favorite people. But it's just True. yeah. But yeah, when it comes to social media and that kind of stuff, I just I just choke. I just, it doesn't feel like a natural extension of what I'm trying to say and how I like to engage with people. Um, so it's stiff, and I'm sure you, you you've noticed. Like I just don't do a lot of it. No, but you're, but I mean, but, but Dark Horse, because Dark Horse is putting past tense out. They're not. Yes. They're they're not kind of pushing you in that direction. Like, hey man, we got to be more active here. We got to do stuff like that. Are you having calls from like their marketing team and or, shit? Or like are that? they doing it for you? Yeah. yeah. No, not yet. <laughs> they're, uh, not, they're not bugging you yet. I've not had that conversation with anyone. From my perspective, I think I'm doing most of the marketing myself. That's usually what I'm so used to. Mm -hmm. it's, I've been emailing people and hitting people up so I should ask if that's a possibility Here's what you thing. should do you <laughs> should read that statement you read to us on your Instagram to do a little video and then and then it, it will come across the authentic like you know while what? you're while, while you're doing burpees though and like or or like or like <laughs> or, or, or or drinking or drinking the bourbon like you're talking yeah. about so like one of those things that's a natural McNamara act you just do that and then masturbating it'll, it'll while crying well i mean <laughs> wait was the camera on all day <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't need a camera and pass to see that uh yeah i think I, I will be a little bit more engaging i will have to do more video stuff because that's just a little bit easier for me once i get to talk to people i love doing conventions like i'm really natural at all this stuff and, but there's just something about like typing something it just feels so stiff and i see people that are so good at it uh and i just i don't know what i don't know what it is but anyway 
Uh, Dark Horse, my relationship with Dark Horse is great so far. They're fantastic, uh, right? Like, now is that like a dream publisher for you? Like, yes, is that absolutely. I worked at a comic book shop when like the first issue of Hellboy was coming out, yeah. when they were doing Sin City, the Hell the Hell imprint. I was putting those books on the shelf, and I was, the books were heavy, they felt good, they felt dark, they felt so yeah. different than everything else going on. So, but you know, I've been self publishing mostly for 20 years, as you guys have been doing for a while too. And then came to a point where I, I did all the lettering in the book, I did the like the um, and I was doing the layout, and I was like, Hey, uh, Brett, you know, our editor, uh, Brett Israel, I was like, so I'm going to need the, like, the indicia and, like, the barcode soon so I can do the cover and, like, the credits and stuff. And he was like, you know that we have a whole design department. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you don't need to go fetch a fucking barcode. Like, oh, shit, really? Yeah, thanks. I don't have to do that. Like, I don't have to do X, Y, and Z. I can just write the book and letter it. And so that's a relief. Like, we, we, I had a couple of notes, but for the most part, it's just been unconditional support. Uh, my main character, Ashley, she is a little bit um, uh, curmudgeon, I guess you'd say. She, no. You, I, think like a, I think she's jaded from reading. I, I would say she's a yeah. jaded person. I don't want to say a she's jaded a curmudgeon. She's this jaded. world, yeah, this world is overpopulated. That's like a, a background plot that's going on. And I wanted to approach it like she's just like a barista at Starbucks. Like, it's not a great job. She's looking for any sort of side hustle that gets her more money coming in so she can, like, you know, as, get her grandmother out of this town. And, you know, when you deal with the public, when you deal with retail, you you have an internal dialogue going on. Like, you'll say something, oh, hey, how nice to see you again, uh, Bob and Kevin. But inside, you're thinking, these motherfuckers again, these cheap sons of bitches, they never tip. <laughs> or something like that. Like, when you work in food service or bartending, like, you have a running dialogue in your head, and then you've got the public side of that. So in writing her, I wanted to make her feel like she has like a food service job. Like putting a camera back through time, being an attendant is not uh, some great job. Yeah, It's not some okay. you know six-figure job. It's more relatable, which is how, why I think something like Alien, Ridley Scott's Alien, is more successful uh, because those people are blue-collar people in space. They're truckers in space. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Right? It's not like some unattainable future utopia. It's not 2001 where everything's clean and white. Yeah, uh, it feels lived in um, in the server. But one of the notes that I got from Brett was like, "Could we make her a little less abrasive?" Because <laughs> she was just walking around calling everyone a dickhole and this that the other thing. And I was like, "Yeah, when I let her, in, I'll tone it down. I will tone it down." And he was right; it, she was a little little extra, so we had to warm her up a little bit. Because like, you know what? I wrote her too much like me, <laughs> and nobody wants to spend ninety six pages with me. Oh, stop it. So speaking of, of that, like what is the deal with the elderly in the book? Because I noticed something. Can you explain that? Or is it is it is it later on if you get later on in the chapter? No, it's it's about like there is such a um population explosion. So the book takes place like 15, 16 years in the future, which I think is a good push forward. It's still like we could live to see that. I thought um Escape from New York, John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Was like came out in 81 but it takes place like in 97 like it wasn't yeah, yeah, that yeah, far yeah, yeah. away no totally. it was attainable like it's it's on the horizon so i want to do this population explosion where there's just no room so actually sharing like a little tiny storage shelter uh with with another with another person and like they're lucky to have it uh so with the elderly like they're sort of like on ice they're pretty much like in these little tiny like tubes coffin tubes that they bomb out when you have a visitor because there's just no space for all these people. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
but you know again it's not the point of the book it's just like a flourish of the world uh, i want you to feel like you could be in this world and walk down the street and see stuff like this but it's not the point of the story yeah yeah that makes mm-hmm. sense uh the point of the story is that with every technological advance there is some guy somewhere that wants to use it to creep on women right like the yeah, apple, totally. air, right. apple air tags right like oh my god your luggage gets lost you can find it and then some guys like yeah but i'm gonna put this in women's purses follow them wherever they go like we just can't have nice fucking things no it's you're right you're no you're right you're 100 right yeah mm-hmm. so again like you just take that idea and you push it to the ninth degree but you keep it human with a character that's like just got a dumb job but um she's also looking in the past and her own family history the same way a lot of us do with like 23 and me like we want to look at like where we came from or who we are so she was looking at like her grandmother's history and like, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but there's something there that intersects with the serial killer plot. And oh, also cool. in the book, there's someone in the future, 50 years later than her, looking at her in 2038. And all oh. three of those sort of things like combine at the end. Okay, yeah. that's fun. It's a thriller. Yeah, hopefully I did a good job. A thriller. It's a thriller. And I got to work with Alberto Masiaggi. I hope that's I'm saying that right. That's good. It, sound, it, sounds, it sounds good right. when you say it. Yeah, yeah it sounded it nice. Yeah. It's, I sound like a Mario character when I say it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Alberto uh, Masiaggi and Paul Little is a colorist. And we worked together on a book called The Cicada. And we loved working together, but we didn't like the person in charge. So when I had the book, <laughs> when I had the book set up at Dark Horse, I was like, I want to bring those guys over here and had, give us a project that's easy and works well. I felt like I owed them a good project. Yeah, And I, we just clicked really, really hard on this project. So we're going to keep working together, uh, Alberto and Paul and I. And I just feel like we're like a little band now. Um, and, you know, finding reliable collaborators is tremendous, is huge for guys like us yeah. in our position. Right? We don't, we can't illustrate. No, totally. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I uh, today uh, I went to a uh, a comic an, a, a illustration class and I was telling them that like you got the the artists are so important because I mean they're just words on a page they don't mean anything like right. it's, and no one wants to, no one's gonna read them no one's gonna read them it's all about the artwork that's yeah. what you get that's that's why the art you guys do what you do and how you do it is so important and so meaningful because you can take something like Steve walks down a hallway and turn it into this beautiful captivating kind of emotional I, w- emotion. I wouldn't let i wouldn't let you write steve walks down a hall but you know what i'm saying class. but i mean for the for, <laughs> he for slinks all, down the hall for all intents and purposes you know he lumbers down the yeah. hallway uh, but it's really it's it, it's true i mean your book is all but i was also saying your book is only as good as your artist or your colorist or your letterer or your or, or as good as the collaboration like how are you exactly. joining these people are everyone has them to, in? everyone has to work together in concert to make something beautiful you know yeah. otherwise so, it looks like a job we've all seen comic books are like that's a job to the artist yeah 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 or you yeah. hired someone in a foreign country they took the 30 dollars a page and they knocked this thing out and they didn't care about it they weren't invested in it and yeah. i want to keep working with this team and rewarding this team because they they rose to the challenge in this book and they did it wasn't just a job yeah. until they were just as passionate about it as I am because I've had the other experience and, and Bob, you warned me against this and I did it anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to rue the day. I didn't take your advice, but I kickstarted a book that wasn't finished. And the idea was like, uh, I'll kickstart it. And then a year later I'll ship it. And the artists of course paid them in advance and they disappeared. Well, I think the problem is you paid them in advance. Oh no, I won't do that again. Yeah, yeah. you definitely like you, we we kickstart books all the time that aren't finished, but we dangle the carrot 
here you want to get paid we got to do some pages that way if they do bail six pages in you still have a sizable enough pot kickstarter pot yeah that to you can go pay. back in and figure it out you know what well, i mean my artist uh, they did return uh what, what they didn't draw so they returned like the half book they did oh so you finally a- got in touch with that person the, well, they finally got in touch with me after a year and gave it back. So then wow. I was able so, to hire replacements, but they were creator owned. I was paying them a hundred dollars a page for me to hire people, other people to finish the book. I've got to pay a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that time, the cost of printing has gone up twenty five percent. The cost no, of shipping no. has gone up twenty five percent. And every time I'm paying an artist, I have a little bob on my shoulder going, "I don't know. You should do that." <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing is though you shouldn't pay him in full you gotta yeah. yes. you gotta maybe, that, maybe that was it yeah and but i just wanted to be generous to an artist this person was like didn't you always want to pay an artist and be like reward them for believing in you like you believe in me i want to believe in you and give you uh, a check for ten thousand dollars because you're doing this for me but i yes, think but i want to believe in my book as well and i want the book to get done i want to believe so, in my credit rating yeah i want yeah. to believe in rent <laughs> like yeah. i get it no you're right you're right i'll never do that again unfortunately so the next person who gets Kickstarted, I'm going to do the same thing. I just can't do that again. No, you, I mean, and you shouldn't. And I mean, if you're working with someone who expects to be paid in full, then that's a, to me, that's that's a red flag. That's a red flag. flag. I was just being generous. Oh, okay. I just wanted, I want to reward someone for believing in me. Well, so, but now I I know. Kevin and I believe in you. And we didn't get any rewards. (laughs) We didn't get dick. We just got (laughs) disappointment. You're going to get this hair as a wig when I'm done with it. I'm going to make you a little wig. <laughs> I'm going to make you a, a locks of love. That sounds but when, wonderful. But, but when you put on my locks of love, you've got to take my Long Island accent. So when you put the hair on, it's going to be like, hey, what the fuck? Give me a glass of water. <laughs> hey, yo. We're going to Mineola. <laughs> my socks in a fucking drawer. We're going to Mineola. <laughs> Next stop, Mineola. Jason. You're going to go to Hypag. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, so. Yeah. What's next, bro? That's I always to, the comics question. You got the is next. It, you got the next thing lined up. Because what I are you mean, working on now? This thing's coming out in June, right? Dark this comes Horse. out in June. Now is this? Is this? Everybody, a, please pre-order it. Is it this a trade? Street. Is this a it's trade? The trade. It's a oh, album. that's cool. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Just one solicitation. Uh, next, I don't have anything lined up. Next, I don't because I owe so many people money. <laughs> Ghost Band was so expensive for me to finish. So I have to ship Ghost Band to the backers, and then I just need to make money to pay for Ghost. Ghost Band's going to cost me at least ten thousand dollars out of pocket to finish. Wow! And my pockets are not deep. <laughs> but I admire you for finishing the project for the backers. Like mm-hmm. I think that's really, really it's wonderful. So embarrassing! It's embarrassing. That's oh, dude! Like, it's humiliating. We understand. You know? We understand. Yeah, we get it. And people want to, like, you know, your backers rightfully want an update. What what am I supposed to say? Like, I don't have an update. Like, the artist disappeared for a year. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm going to fix it. So I was hiring people before they returned the advance. And uh, I got the last page of art this week. So now waiting on the colorist. And if I had to crawl and deliver it by hand, I'm going to do it. Because I said I was going to do something. And you have to do what you say you're going to do. Otherwise, like, what kind of human being are you? No, you're right. 100%. I gotta be able to look at myself, you know, in the mirror. I'd be like, I, I'm not a fraud. And I have great hair. That's what you say when you look at it. And did the artist give you an explanation of? What? Well, I would like I mean, to let's talk, let's talk about wanna, this off the podcast. I don't want to dog them. They were going yeah, through so some life. Not. They let's were going not. through some life changes. Let's not. 
Let's talk about out. it's fine. Yeah. yeah, let's talk no, about we this off it. the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'll say they returned what was left of the advance, and I said, you know what, we're good. I'm not gonna hold a grudge. I'm not mad at you. Like shit happens to people, like life and plans. We all know that saying. Uh, so they made it right by me, and I, I have nothing ill to say of them. This is other than, this, like, which I you what you're trying to do is you're this you're trying to use this to get to heaven. You're saying like, <laughs> oh, it's ca- far too late. It's far oh, no. too late. It's Metal <laughs> Shark Pro Two. Like he's that guy. He's like he's like, hey, the you, you there's two schemes. There's the the like you pray right before you die, and like you you just forgive someone who like fucked you really bad. Yeah, that's oh, like that's uh, people doing. that are like born again. Yeah, yeah, you know why you're born again? Because you fucked up the first time. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to heaven, and I wouldn't. But you know, people. I'm a human being, and people go through things, and life happens, and. You know, what you wanted to do in 2019 may not be the thing that you want to be doing in 2001. Yeah, you're right. And they just had like a mental block. And I tried working with them. Like, maybe we'll get like thumbnails or maybe I can bring another artist. And they're like, no, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. And then they just disappeared. And, you know, uh, lesson learned. I trusted the wrong person and it's going to cost me a lot of money. So unfortunately, I will never uh, be that generous again. Yeah. No, and I mean, at some point, you kind of have to look out for number one. You know what I mean? And it sucks. I hate being that. You know, I it like sucks. having a team. The collaboration of this art is what I love. Yeah. Two people coming together and making something that neither one of us could have done on our own is huge. I don't want people just to do exactly what's on my script. I want them to interpret it. Yeah, I want no, them to bring it to life in their own yeah. way. That's why you work with people. Yeah. Because they have talent. Otherwise, that's, it's just a, a dictatorship, you know. Yeah, or, and I completely agree. That's, that's the fun of comics. It's the collaboration yeah. of it all, you know. Don't you love getting new art? Like, yes. shit. we got yes. new art today from yeah. various people for certain for different subjects and we're like and they're drastically different in so many ways but it's both like these are fucking awesome this yeah. is great yeah yeah you know it's That's a good feeling fun. it's a really good feeling because what happens is like you think of it one way and when you're writing it and then when you see how someone else interprets it it's like magical yeah. almost it's 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 a weird kind of magic because it's a, like a script is it's supposed to inspire someone right it's not like do this yeah it's like i hope this description of this scene inspires you to do something as good or better and and some of it is there's you take so many l's in comics like <laughs> the you don't hear back from editors your pitches don't get picked up your kickstarter does this you don't do as much as but those moments where you get new pages and you're getting new art and new designs and those are the wins that keep mm-hmm. you going it's like absolutely holy shit i'm more excited for this book now after seeing page one or this character design than i was at any point right you know it's becoming then, it's becoming its own thing it's yeah. living outside of you yeah it's like having a child it just takes off and it runs and then it's its own thing and you just love it as someone who has a child, it's not like that at all. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're going for, but it ain't like that. No, no. Okay. Uh, but no, it is. It's a magical, it's just fun. Like it just, again, it, for me, it keeps me going. Like when I, when Kevin yeah. sends me a new page or I'll send him a character design from somebody, it's like, dude, look at this. And it's just yeah. like, fuck yeah. Like this is why we're doing it. And I even texted Kevin today. We were, and I was like, we're doing some cool shit. Like yeah. no, nobody gives a fuck and nobody <laughs> i mean i give a fuck i give but that's, that's all that matters and that's I give, and that's, I give half a fuck and that's what i try to tell some of these <laughs> like I work, five fuck. but that's what i was telling some of these kids that i work at an elementary school and i'm like dude you have to motivate yourself you have to find yeah. ways to motivate yourself because you're not always going to have 
teachers or adults or anybody like, and for me, that's the motivation. It's like, I want more of this dopamine. I want more of this feeling, you know? I want something I'm so insanely proud of. Yeah. I can like look at and be like, yeah, it didn't set the world on fire, but you know what? It's a fucking perfect book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the Rattler I did with Greg Kinkle for Image. That is perfect. To me, that's a perfect fucking book. Yeah. And same thing with Past Tense. Past Tense was like, it's it's a dark book. Uh, and it like depressed me to work on it for as long as I did because I I'm a tinkerer and I'm gonna tinker the dialogue I'm gonna like obsess over every little word and by the end of it I was like I don't want to be around these fucking people anymore yeah I'm gonna get it done but then when I could sit down and read the PDF uh, I'm just like this book is I don't know how I did it I don't know where the fuck this came from but I love it to death so I, I'll stand behind this book forever like I'll buy every copy from Dark Horse <laughs> I really will I'll sit behind this for behind a table the rest of my fucking life. Now, are there are there points where because I do this too, and Kevin uh, does it as well, where like you read dialogue and you go, "Wow, I can't believe I wrote that," like, or you don't even remember writing. You're like, "I don't remember writing that." Man, that's real yeah. good. You know what I mean? Like, just something. Like, who's happens. this guy? Yeah, who's right? this hot little writer? <laughs> who wrote this? Yeah, yeah. Who wrote, he, this guy's my new favorite writer. It's like he's speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens every now and then. I'm like, "Ooh, that's a good one." <laughs> or like that, that's a joke that maybe no one will think is funny but me um, or like little jokes like so you got the basic premise of the book uh they can send a camera back their time but there's like a limit you can only you can't look at the past 50 years for privacy reasons right so oh, i had these, i had these little jokes on marquees in the background so one of the tours that you could take is called conception the story of you <laughs> <laughs> so you can go see your parents conceive you like at the back of a Buick or whatever. That's awesome. <laughs> That's also very Simpsons of you too. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's such a dark book. Anytime you can put like a little bit of levity in there or mirth, I think it's a relief. Yeah, know? no, totally. And I don't know. I've never written, I haven't written a comedy comedy in a long time, but I sort of think the two impulses are the same. We want to be scared and we want to laugh. You're the, you're the second dude who said we had Kyle Starks on recently, who is yeah. known for his comedy writing, who switched to horror. And he was saying, same shit, it just same beats. Yeah. It's the exact same beats. They're kissing cousins, horror and comedy. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I come from a big family, so watch out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so when does this thing hit stores? Past tense will be in comic book stores June 21st. And please go to your comic retailer to order a copy because you know if someone goes to the retailer and says i want a copy of this the retailer will order another copy for the shelf so really you're ordering two copies wow when you do that whereas if you go to barnes and nobles or some shit they don't care it's just a fucking tiny little gigabyte you know jeff bozo he doesn't care <laughs> uh, please go to your comic retailer and tell them you want to be past tense it makes a great gift for someone you don't like and All right. you might you might have to give them this order code Oh. Uh, order codes are tough. I guess I guess I I don't see that I don't have it up. Here, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I tried have the ISBN number. ISBN number ten dash five five. I don't know. I just just yell at Siri. Go Siri, give me past tense. <laughs> <laughs> but you just told me to order it from the comic book store, so now I'm compelled to. And let me see if I can find the order code for this. Here, I'll hang on. <laughs> Bob's a wizard. He'll find it. <laughs> No, the I'm not. power just, of previews to, compels you. Google. The power of previews compels you. Uh, I know a lot of stores have an online thing up for it now, and it's on Amazon now and all those spots. The previous catalog for this has not dropped yet. 
So this is an early, early. Uh, There's Golden Apple Comics. Um, I do not see an order code. I see the press release, but I do not see the order code. Okay, so it'll yeah, be a press out. release. That's another great thing about working with Dark Horse. They sent out a fucking press release. I mean, you can't do that. I right? mean, I could do that, but they did it. I, I yeah, but, you, I but the thing is, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to do anything. I just want to write the books. The hardest part of making comics for me is introducing it to an audience. I love making the books, but then having to do like, hey, please, please buy this book. Please buy yeah. it. Like that part just feels like I'm panhandling. Well, you and, are, but there's nothing but, wrong but, with that. No, the, I like. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with being able to market yourself while you're in comics. Like so many people in comics say bad stuff about that. Like oh, like oh, the, these people are shilling and stuff like that. It, it depends on like how you go about it. Like if you're at a con and you're barking, it, that's annoying. No bullshit, because no, we do that all the time. Get the fuck out of here. We don't bark. We will bark. We are known to bark. Don't we're fuck not, it. We're not. We're not barking that the the annoying way it's like hey like that's a cool shirt but we're trying to start a conversation it's no, different will, i mean we i will bark i got no fucking problem i don't bark I, I look them up and they go hey how you doing <laughs> that's you, barking you, that's your you own like, you like funny books that's sexy barking <laughs> you, you like laughing and crying <laughs> together <laughs> at the same time um no i mean i i i think the part that gets me with the online shilling is when you're just shilling for yourself. Like, oh, right. And not participating right. in the community for sure. Participate right. in the community. Like, yeah, if you see a link, friends. if you see a link of something <laughs> that you like Bless because you. it's somebody that you know and you like, fucking hit that retweet, baby. Yeah, you know it. what I mean? Just it's share. It's all about community. You guys, yeah. It's like, I only got into Dark Horse because someone introduced me to somebody. Yeah. I was introduced to Brett through a mutual who's like, I think you guys would hit it off. Yeah. If I made this book as it is on its own and sent it in cold, I don't know that I would have even been seen. Yeah. I, I always give, give people the example of Image Comics, right? I love Image Comics. I sent Image Comics The Rattler 2015, and they never got back to me. They didn't want it. I kickstarted it, and then they said, hey, this looks great. We would do this. Why didn't you send it to us? <laughs> like, okay, cool. There you go. Yeah. Same book. I sent them a year earlier. The difference is we actually did it. We published it. We printed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now it's a real thing. And it's not like two bozos. Are they actually going to finish the fucking book? No, it's not. A con- about comics. It's not a concept. It's not an idea. It's yeah, not. Okay. It's not two paragraphs. No, it's the Goodfellas rule. It's either fuck you yes or fuck you no. So now I'm just doing <laughs> all my books on my own. You know. Yeah. And you can either do it or not. But like my self esteem doesn't come from sales. It's great to have a publisher. Dark Horse has been a luxurious experience, but I don't know that they're going to have me back. Like you have to make people money for them to have you back. Yeah. But I mean, what a nice thing to have on your CV is like, I got a Dark Horse book. I got an image book. Like that's some (laughs) stuff. And in 10 years, who knows? But I mean, that's some stuff, right? I mean, there are people who would, I mean, who would kill. I know. For that, you know, I don't take it for granted at all. Um, But my, like I said, like my self-esteem, I think your self-esteem comes from Doing the best book you could possibly do. You got, and that's and the I thing. You, yeah. you got to do the work. You got to do good work. Just do the good work, and and eventually people will see it. You know. Yeah. Uh, the right people will see it. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, Jason, it's been it's been a lot. You of too. Fun. You two handsome sons of bitches. Thanks for having me back. And let me drone on about my process, we'll ha- my book, and all this stuff. We'll have you back when we get closer to your release date, baby. 
we like you that much because yeah. you are that much of a solid dude who we love so so much am i going to be in the do you guys have like a five timers club we've had people that have been on a few times um, what's, what's, what, what, what's the limit I don't know. There's been, we, there's been got, no limit. No, I think the person who's probably been on the most is Kyle. What's, what's Kyle Starks has been on the most. Kyle's been, been on maybe four. four times. I would say four times. Four times. Okay. He's like he's like your Alec Baldwin. Yeah, because well, we'd also we've also just done podcasts where we just talk about wrestling. About wrestling. With Kyle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a wrestling event coming up and we're just gonna talk about that. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's just like, hey, this is if you don't like wrestling, don't listen to this podcast kind of vibe. Yeah, skip I, this I, one. Yeah. It's never my never my thing. Well, that's because you're too smart for that. No, no, I just uh, you're too punk rock. I don't think we had that channel when I was a kid. No bullshit. You I'm lived on Long. You lived in Long Island. Long Island wrestling was huge in New York. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have. I just wasn't no, in the I, in that friend group. So same thing with D and D. I didn't. I never got into D and D because you needed friends to play it. Yeah. D D's fun. D and D's fun. It's fun. It's fun. You should. You should try. What, what we should do is 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 when you come out with this book, do McNamara plays D and D for the first time. Okay, I'll do a D and D with you. Okay, that's what we'll do. There's a few things I've never done. There's that, and it's like listen to the Grateful Dead. Well, I mean, the Grateful Dead are fine. Like it's fine. I've only heard one song ever that I liked, so. And, the, and if you have that big of a catalog, the Touch of Grey song, the one that did. that's a, you know what I do know that song. That's a good song. It's a, it's a, it's a good video. Yeah. Casey, okay. jo- Casey Jones is a cool song. I've never heard it. Yeah, Casey Jones is good. You've never heard Riding That Train, High on Cocaine, Casey Jones. You better watch your speed. Trouble ahead, trouble behind, and you know that no, she just crossed oh, yeah, my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. that's I mean, the Grateful Dead. That's a good song. That is like my high school yearbook. Every other quote would be something from it, like, yeah, from yeah, that yeah. song that you just said. And then what's the or what other a long one? Straight, what a long strange trip it's been. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Too. That's <laughs> from um, uh, uh, what's the name of that See, song? I, I know the quotes more than I know the music. Yeah. But I have a really, really good friend who's a big deadhead, so he sent me um like a playlist of ten songs. And because I never smoke pot, like it's just not my thing. I, I drink like a war orphan, but I don't smoke pot. That's twice uh, you've mentioned War Orphans. That's well, like I've, I've seen some shit. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do like a little video where I play all those 10 songs that get stoned out of my head and give them reviews. Okay. Oh, that's that's fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Since I don't have like a job that's ever going to drug test me or anything. The dead, I mean, like the dead are fine. Like they're fine. Um, It's kind of like, it's just bluesy jam rock. You know what I mean? They like, had the, but they had the best merchandise in rock and roll. Oh yeah, like you oh, look yeah. at that merchandise and you're like, this band is so fucking evil and so dark. Are you and sure then you, the great yeah, the, the, the skull, all that imagery of like skulls playing the, the piano. Skeletons, and stuff. yeah, skeletons. Right. And then you play it and it's just, but, beep, 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 but it's all like tie dyed bullshit too, though. Uh, yeah, that too. I don't know. Some of the image I mean, it fooled me when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, this should be some dark shit. Same thing happened with Kiss. Yeah, you think this yeah. is going to be evil, and then it's just like can't be bullshit. They're lamos. <laughs> it's let's. Yeah. It, you think kiss is going to be evil, and it's let's put the X and X with Paul Stanley kissing at the camera. Well, not very still much. wearing wigs. Paul Stanley still wearing a wig. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, look at Gene Simmons' hair. It looks like a helmet. It looks like a helmet. It's, it's like yeah, what it's did faker he... than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you breathe fire, McNamara? Can you do that? No. You, you could drink plenty of alcohol. You got to drink the right proof, and then you just you can spit fire, son. 
Oh, dude, I am so accident prone. I'm a spit fire. I'd lose this head of hair. I'd just go up in flames. <laughs> we had we had that ice storm. I slipped on my ass. Like I, I'm too old to fall down and burn up. Yeah, but to be fair, when does Portland deal with ice? Like, how many times do you guys have snow there? Like once a year. Once a year, we get a big storm. Really? And I don't know how to do it? Yeah, this cars just slide down the fucking hill. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was trapped inside for a couple of days. Lost the power. Hung out with my dog. Read my Kindle till it died. Cool. Wasn't bad. That's the cool thing about the that's the cool thing about the Midwest is we know how to do snow. Like as yeah. soon as as soon as the air starts to smell of snow, the fucking the trucks are out with the sand and all of that shit, and it's it's we're ready to go. Yeah, no, we're starting from uh, knowledge base of zero every fall. <laughs> uh, it's the same here. Like Virginians can't drive in the first place, but like see yeah. a Virginian drive in snow, you just so many cars get stuck. Yeah, <laughs> there was like almost a thousand cars abandoned here. Wow. Yeah. It was That's crazy. Still, yeah, I just walked around and laughed at people. Fell on my ass <laughs> in the ice. <laughs> That's what you get for full walking around laughing at people, you dickhead. <laughs> was it like was it like instant karma? You were laughing yep. at somebody else and then you like, fell? Yeah. I was like, looking at this dildo. They <laughs> right on my fucking back, right on my bony ass. <laughs> Stay home, guys. Stay home. All right, Dave, gentlemen. I love to see you. It's always a pleasure. It's it's yeah. always good. Let's do this again soon. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I, I got to catch up to Kyle. Let's just, and you know what? Let's. We haven't talked in so long. We used to like during the pandemic, we would just like have a Zoom meeting. Do we yeah. have Zooms and just chit chat? Let's do it. I'm around. Yeah, it's good. It's Not always cool for that. It's always good to talk to you, man. Yeah, well, you guys are like the hub of everything. You know, you're um. One last thing that might make you happy: you're in my school curriculum. What? So uh, on the first day of class, I have the kids pick out titles for pieces because a title is sort of like your first point of contact with a piece. A title sort of gives you an idea of how to feel about what's inside those pages, right? Uh-huh. So I just put up a white title on a black background and go, what do you think this is about? Right. So I'll go, I'll pull from different like noir movies. Like I wake up screaming. What do you think is going on? <laughs> and I wake up screaming. <laughs> like, And then I'll do like Sorcerer from William Freakin. Like, what is your basic minimum expectation of something called sorcerer? Yeah. And they'll be like, dragon, sorcerers, wizards. I was like, nope. It's a remake of a 50s movie called Wages of Fear. <laughs> and it's, it's about three people driving dynamite over a mountain. It has nothing to do with sorcery. Okay. But then at the, towards the end, I'm like, I have Metal Shark Bro. I put up Metal Shark Bro. I'm like, what do you think a book called Metal Shark Bro is about? <laughs> <laughs> and like, some of them will get it. Some of them will, like, okay, so shark. And he, and he was like, shreds guitar. And I'm like, that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly and I think <laughs> what makes it such a great title is it's exactly what it says on the tin. Right? Like, we were talking about telling the truth. Yeah. Like you guys could not be telling more of the truth. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. But, but you know, like, if you see that title, you're like, uh, that's not for me. No, or, totally. Or, that's or it me. is. Yeah. Or it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's a it's great like, filter. Immediately, yeah, you have a reaction. I yes. can look at somebody and go, they're not going to like this. I just know. And and eighty five percent of the time we're right. Like they'll come over. So yeah. what's this all about? And they'll be like, well, I don't give a fuck. Because like, yeah, of course <laughs> you don't. You're wearing like a Green Lantern shirt, and like, you've got a bag full of you know superheroes. You know, Funko like, Pops. Yeah, or whatever, this isn't yeah. for you, and that's cool. You know what I mean? And I I don't begrudge anything of that. Like, hey, it's not for everybody. That's, that's hey man, totally fine. I don't like Saga. Like I'll go out. I just don't. Yeah, I do, I, but he I doesn't. tried. I just don't. You know, and um, like, not it doesn't have to be for everybody, you know, and that's okay. Not, yeah, and that's not, well, yeah, not every and, comic should be for everybody. And that's sure. the cool part about comics. It's like a buffet. There's 
there should be things for everybody. And that's where I think guys like you and myself and, you know, Kyle and, and, and Pat Shan and these other guys, they're filling in the blanks because there's so many great superhero books out there. And there are, I mean, like I might not read them, but I hear things like, Oh, did you got to read Batman? Chip Zdarsky is crushing that shit. And like, you see all these other stuff, but there's enough space out there on the shelves for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. No, I totally you know? agree with that. What you just said. And I, and I, and my hot take would be, so you don't like saga. My hot take is, and you know, this, um, I think Baltimore is better than Hellboy. That's, and you know, I think I, I like Baltimore a lot because it's not as lorry. Sometimes I, I like think... the, I like the, I like that part of Hellboy. But when, when I read Baltimore, I'm like, I like, can like go, okay. I see where this comes from. Where in Hellboy, I'm like, I'm not sure where this comes from, but it's cool that there's all this background to it. Like the, the too, world is big. It's too lorey for me. Sometimes I get lost in the lore. And I think sometimes, right. sometimes I, and that first trade, that first collection, I think for my taste is too lorey. That's fair. I mean, I, and I told you, I think I think we talked about this once before, but if you're going to read Hellboy, I don't even know read... if Lori's a word. It is but now. It, it is, is now. now. Yes. It's it, it is very steeped in mythology. So yes. No, 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 no. Lori. Lori. <laughs> Your book's a little Lori. <laughs> I gave it a look and, uh, you know. And I, and I named it after. We, we called it Lori. What we does that mean? Lori. We named it after the, the Lori, uh, my favorite, you know, my favorite girlfriend much, from high school. Lori. It's, Lori. it's too much Lori. I, I I would say that that you'd have to read the Wild Hunt. That's what I would say. If you start there, then everything you work back through is worth it. But like that, but that's a weird that's a weird take too. But I will say that I think Arthur Adams has something to do with that because it's not all Mike Mignola that first trade. Arthur didn't Arthur Adams help write some of that. Uh no, it was um, it, it wasn't. It was uh, God damn it, the guy who did Superman. The that re, that everybody talks about uh the, the where he shaves uh, uh John is it Buscema? No. Buscema. Yeah, John Buscema is real old. He's the one that helped him with it. No, it's what? not. It's not. It's not. It's the guy it's... who did a Superman book. It is it a guy is, who. But did... it's not Everyone's that one. Everyone's done a Superman book. <laughs> who is it? Hang I'll on, look I'm it. looking now. Okay, because because now I got to know because I forgot. We should recognize the name. Hopefully, somebody's listening to this podcast just yelling at us. And that'd be funny. This one, you fucking idiots. It probably that we deserve that right now. Seed of destruction. Here we go. Hang on. It was my. I could have just got up. I could have just got up and looked at John Byrne. Byrne, that's his last name. B. I knew it was a a John and a B. Yeah. Yeah, John. So he did have help. Yes. Yeah. Um. Because he wasn't Jason, a writer. The cool part is Jason doesn't give a fuck right now, and I'm so amped about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Like, I, I don't. I don't have a horse in this race. You guys are. You guys are nerding out right now. I don't have no time for uh, this. You know, <laughs> I haven't read. It. You Hell haven't read. Cost money. I haven't read a whole lot of Hellboy. I'll be honest with you. Okay. And it's been 20 years since I did, just because yeah. I've been perpetually broke. I told you about that. Five bucks in the bank. Uh, but I wrote down Baltimore. Uh, I've never actually even heard of it. So it's good. It's very good. It's you great. Know what? I'll mail you one since you're poor. Yeah, send me a PDF. I'll just write actually, actually, uh, I have, I have an additional copy now because Bob was kind enough to buy me the omnibus. So, um, for There's an for, omnibus, yeah, I have. You know what? Don't send it because I actually have a gift certificate to uh, Pals. My boss gave me a, a gift certificate in a bottle of hooch for Christmas. Hooch. 
<laughs> I don't know, hooch, top shelf hooch. Didn't last too long. Uh, but I'll just go and buy, I want to buy a comic book. Like it's been so long since I've gone into a store and bought a comic book. Go buy your own, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like 600 copies of past tense, please. <laughs> like ordering a pizza you don't pick up. <laughs> just call comic book shops. I'd like 1,100 copies of past tense, please. This <laughs> book sold a million copies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let like the cowboys and aliens bullshit, right? Those guys bought their own fucking comics. Hey, I mean, I buy my own comics. Not I, like I, by the thousands. Not well, by. I mean, the, I buy one. No, <laughs> no, I buy. I buy a copy too. So, like, that's that's the funniest part because it, it's like you have to. I know, but some people will buy their own books to goose like sales charts yeah. and make it seem like they're a bestseller and stuff. Well, uh, we'll get there. But whatever they got, a, they, they got a one, they got a movie, and I don't. So one day, one day, one day, J- Jason. It's always a pleasure, bud. Hail Satan! Hail Praise Satan, the Dark Lord! Indeed. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.